When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where three female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source, women. That's right. I'm your host, Kristen, <laughs> a comedian and host, and uh, joining me today are two very lovely ladies. Uh, uh, we have Marnie Kinris, the uh, best-selling author and uh, relationship expert. And uh, across from me, it's a butte. She's a butte. It's uh, <laughs> Danielle Stewart. I'm a butte? That's horrible. You're also, also a butte. Also a butte. And uh, we have Danielle Stewart. And then Mo, the bigger of the buttes. Hey, what's Mo's up, our guys? producer. Yay. Yes, and Mo is male. And he is the representative of all men on this show. It's a lot of pressure on you. I know it's a lot, but I'm here to represent man (laughs) and represent man hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man hard. I like that. There you go. Well, last night we went out to have some drinks because we're really good friends. (laughs) (laughs) One day that will be genuine. No, (laughs) we are good friends. And um, we uh, were chatting with Danielle about uh, this guy that she had to give the boot yeah, God, you know, this is such a weird situation. Um, you know, I, by the way, I hate even to say that him and I were dating because we literally went on two dates. So it's like, I don't know at what point you say you're dating because it, you know, but, um, you know, he was very good looking. Um, I loved everything on paper. Um, I loved the way he looked. Did I say that already? Um, he, but there was something off on the two dates. And, and the first date, you know, it was funny because Marnie was saying, you give guys too much of a benefit on the doubt. On the first date, there was a thousand red flags. Like, like we talked about last week, he asked me zero questions about myself. Right. Like, you know, he talked a lot about himself and, and I was sort of saying like, OK, maybe it's nerves. Right. Like if you were, you were such a nice woman. So many women, women would not do that. They would just say, OK, first date's done. Don't like him over on to the next. But you, you, you are. So? You, I, I do think so. You you are very nice. You've told me several stories about your dating experiences where I'd be like, oh, shut this thing down. Red flag like crazy. I and you're like, well, he had this. So I went out for five more dates with him and then slept with him. So, you know, it's I've you got. You're a very richer. giving girl. No, I have to. I mean, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I have to be bitchier. You know, I really want to read that book, um, Why Men Love Bitches. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't read it, and I think it would help me. Anyhow, so I kind of thought he was nervous, and he was saying a bunch of stuff about himself, and didn't ask me anything. And then the second date, it was the same sort of deal. But he was doing a lot of stuff, like he grabbed my hand. He was, like, helping me off the curb, which, you know, look, he was all but putting his jacket over a puddle for me. Right. Which I, don't get me wrong. I love chivalry, and I and I was being swept off my feet, which was a red flag for me on the second date. Why? Because look, because to me, it's manufactured intimacy. It's like you are trying. You know, I understand. Like I've got these like old school ways of of being and stuff. But he had. I, I haven't. I didn't mention this. He had said to me after our first date that he wasn't. Uh, a healthy choice for a boyfriend, but he did want to um, have a physical relationship. That's a good way to start off. Okay. (laughs) Well, 
it well, is, he's putting his intentions out there, so there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I was totally open to it. But if you're going to want to have a physical relationship with me only, do not hold my hand. Yeah, don't do intimate things. Do not do intimate things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm all for dinner because I, I don't like to sleep with someone I absolutely don't know at all. But, you know, the, the grabbing of the hand, he brought me a flower. He brought me a flower. Well, it's like he went down this manufactured checklist of things to do. It was like, first, after he trimmed his eyebrows, which I'm sure he did, then he, mm-hmm. you know, went through this. He actually definitely did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let me interrupt for one second, because I, I want to hear where it wasn't working for you and why you cut it off after the second date, and actually why you were open to the second date if these things weren't feeling right for you. Well, because, well, one, I'm, I have issues. Um, <laughs> after the first date, I sort of got a little bit of a, like, huh, I'm, I'm not sure about this guy. But the next day, I couldn't stop thinking about him. Okay. And, and the reason why I, I, I know why I couldn't stop thinking about him, and it was because he gave me all this manufactured intimacy in a way, even though I know better as a, as well, a woman. Can you explain that, what that means? Meaning that, like, he, he had no boundaries in terms of what he was telling me about himself. He told me about all of his friends and what they were like and when I meet his mother and when, I, when we do this together. He was doing the wheeze. You know what right. I mean? And, and at the table, I was like, all right, buddy, let's just take it down a couple notches. But it worked on me. I realized the next day that I felt close to him, right. that I wanted um, to see him again. And so I impromptu texted him. was like, hey, I'm doing the show in West Hollywood. You want to come down? And he was like, yeah. And then we ended up having you know a meal afterwards. But that's the thing. It, that, and that's when I realized after that that I couldn't see him again because it, it was... It fe- it was felt me- like fake to me. Like okay. you, we don't know each other, and you're telling me I'm going to meet your mother. You're telling me all about your friends. You're you know you're basically going all in. Well, so how does that feel for you? Does, do you think that that person is needy? That they're too eager? That it's not no. even about you? It's not about me. That's what it is. I don't mind eager. I don't mind um, needy. Honestly, to me, those things like if I thought they were genuine would because I liked him, would be very compelling. We're very compelling for me. What the red flag was is that you don't even know me. You have put... You well, he hasn't asked a single question about you. He hasn't so asked how a single question you? about me. We, and that's why you weren't nervous he was going to listen to this podcast. Okay, talking <laughs> oh, about he it. He's even definitely you're not. doing it. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not ever going to hear this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I don't feel spe- like I don't feel special. And that's really what it comes down to. I feel like he's decided he... he you know, focused in on me and decided I was going to be either he wants to just sleep with me and this is the only way he knows how right. to go about it, or he's decided that I'm going to be this girl and he's attaching all of these, you know, I, you know, he's putting me Ideals in the I wonder if he feels manufactured in the scenario because it seems like he might look at this and say, I've got her, this is real for me. But it's not real for you. It's it's also a typical guy move. This is like have your cake, you need it too, right? right? For a guy that wants to get a batting lineup of like three chicks and just wants to bang them all out and have the relationship when he wants it, it's I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I don't want a relationship. This mm-hmm. is just physical. But then I'm going to treat you like a respectable woman because I'm a stand-up guy. Every girl falls for a dude that does that 100% of the time, except you because you're a bit smarter than the average cat. Well, actually, no. I'm going to add on to that. So, like, how long do they fall for that? Because I, I will say that, yes, I can I can be swayed in that direction, and somebody can catch my attention, but only for a short period of time. If there's no actual intimacy afterwards, yeah. I'm over it. Well, that's it's like it lasts up to, like, the two-month rule. And the two-month rule is after you've kind of, like, had sex a bunch and done your thing. 
then the woman's going to ask, well, what are we? And then the guy's going to be like, well, I, I, to I told you from the get-go. <laughs> and then you can't hate the guy, and then all of a sudden just kind of fizzes out, and then he's got another one lined up. Well, here's the, the interesting thing about what you're saying. I 100% agree, and I've had that experience before, but I've never had the experience. Usually the guy acts emotionally unavailable from the get-go. I don't want to see it. Um, but he's, you know, he doesn't return calls right away, doesn't return a text message, he's unavailable on certain days. And I've decided, because I like him, because we've had sex and I'm a woman, um, that, you know, and he's keep, decided to keep seeing me, that I am going to chase him. What, what I, and, and, and you know what? That's on me. That's on the woman. But what I have a problem with, and the reason why I, I fleed from this, is because he was. He was putting the moves on me. He was sweeping me off my feet on what he said was going to be just a sexual relationship. Right. And, and here's the thing. This is a double. This is there's two things here. One is too much intimacy too soon, regardless right. of what he wants as an outcome. You know, even if he had never said that stuff about just a physical relationship, I am uncomfortable with a man that has had one date with me to start telling me, I told my friends about you, I've told my mother about you, I brought you up. Like, it's Yeah, that comes, like, you were saying you're okay with eager, but that's like like throwing up on a woman and pouncing on them. It, it, for me, those are signs that you don't have anything else going on. If you can sit there and, and look pretty, and you're a wonderful girl, he didn't get to know that side of you because he didn't ask any questions. And if he can make that decision about you, that you're awesome and worthy to meet his family, it doesn't really say a lot about him and his world that already exists. Exactly. And that's the thing. It makes me feel like any girl he decided he wanted to sleep with would have gotten that exact same speech. Right, which feels very disingenuine. I, I want to tell one story to add on to this. So I had this one client who called me. And starts off the conversation saying, you know, I'm 47 and I sleep with a lot of women who are between the ages of 25 and 30. They're super hot. And I'm like, are you just calling me to brag? You didn't have to pay for that. And he's like, no, I'm getting to the point now. But I, he said when he was younger, he was a horrible lover. So he spent five years learning to be like a master in the bedroom so that he can make any woman super happy and please them beyond any experience they've ever had before. It took him five years. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of information. So, um, so what he does with these women is he's very honest with them up front, says, I don't want a relationship, but he's very into pleasing them. So he told this one story about this girl that he was seeing casually. They had unbelievable sex that lasted for three hours. She had like five orgasms and she felt completely connected to him. So afterwards, she was shaking, she was sweating, and he goes, I'm going to give you a bath. Takes her into the bathroom gives her a bath, lights oh. her candles. Sorry. Why is her so down? Sick whatever, of someone after whatever. the first <laughs> orgasm. Yeah, exactly. like, I could like, not handle it. Yeah. But I said to him, you have to stop being so intimate. If you're telling women yes. you don't want a relationship with them, like you can be the asshole that then, you know, washes them afterwards, has a great connection in the bedroom, which most women don't have. So when they do have it with you, they're like, there's something else here. There's this chemistry. So it does send you down a different path. And I was like, if you don't want them to think that there's more, because his issue was all these women would start to stalk him afterwards and would yeah. want more from him. I'm like, well, you, it's not that you're promising this to him, too much but credit. you kind of are. Yeah, no, but that's exactly, this is exactly the scenario. And mm -hmm. I don't know what, you know, if that if this guy would have ever offered to wash me, I really <laughs> honestly that is a deal breaker. Don't ever say those words to me. Unless you murder me and like need to get rid of my blood. Yeah, yeah but, wash but, me. What, I don't know. What do you want? You want him just to have sex with you and then kick you out of his house? No. Okay. Yes. That, no. No. That's, no. I don't. That's actually a great point, and and this sort of brings me into the original story I wanted to talk about, yeah. which was a couple of weeks ago. I had a one night stand with um, somebody that I know. He's a he's a friend, um, and 
you know, the sex was great. We had a really good time. And then afterwards, he never contacted me. He never did any, not like I had a great time, not even like, hey, you're going to watch the Bruins game. Like nothing <laughs> afterwards. And not that we were texting all the time or anything, but it wanted it, 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 it led me to want to bring up this issue between the gray area, between what this guy that I just you know ended it with you know mr casanova and mr disappearing act there is an in-between that um i think is really important if you want to have a casual physical relationship with someone you do not go immediately to like you can do that and do it respectfully Okay, so you know, tell me what would be the respectful so, way to do that. So uh, if you have a, a one-night stand with someone and no discussion has been had about what is going to happen between you and that person moving forward, which was what this situation was. Right. It was an impromptu, which is the best kind. What I would have – what I – expected keyword yeah. um was a text the next day going hey you know i just want to let you know i had a really great time with you last night the end that's it and then from that point he can judge his next move based on what my return you know if my email if my next text is like so did i let's do it again or right. like well, what are you doing tonight i'm gonna interrupt you for one yeah. second so what does that text from him mean to you as a woman? It means that um, I had a good time because I'll tell you what I left feeling like as a stand-up comic, it was the exact same feeling that I had when I have a bad set. I was like, I had a bad set. Like I gave him, Yeah, I gave him two blowjobs um, and he didn't go down on me once, whatever, that's a whole other show. But, um, (laughs) but, and I don't know, by you not texting me, you had a good time, my mind goes to, my, you know, my pussy smelled, sorry, we're not supposed to, whatever. You're allowed to say anything. Um, but, like, I gave a bad blowjob. Right. Used, so whatever. all these insecurities come out. All the you. insecurities come out. What I And I know it's probably stupid, but, I mean, it's just the whole, like, and I know why he didn't text me. He didn't text me because he didn't want to give me the wrong idea. He didn't know right. what that text was going to mean. But what I'm trying to, you know, tell the world of men is a simple text saying you had a good time after having intercourse, even oral sex with a woman, um, is not, they're not going to think you want to be with them. And if they do, they're crazy. You so know you're saying I mean? it's on her if she interprets it. Because I was going to say, what's, what's your opinion on well, this? I think that if you text the next day that's saying, I enjoyed it, let's do something else. There, I, I don't think there's like a thank you button on your phone for, hey, thanks for the BJ. <laughs> like, thumbs up. Like. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up for the BJ. Yeah. Don't ever do it again kind of thing. Right. So he gave you what you wanted. You know what you got out of it, which was a sexual encounter and then nothing else. And then it was yeah. pretty clear. And I know the un, like not saying anything bugs you, but it's like, you know, the opposite was the guy saying, oh, you're amazing. I had a great time. But Let's hang nothing. out again. Women need closure. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, not going to last, at least there's some sort of defining line. It's like having credits at the end of a movie. It'd be weird if the movie ended and then that was it. And then you sat there kind of like, that's it. You know, you, you have to have something that kind of initiates the separation at least. I get that. But let's, okay. So let's say two scenarios, right? Danielle, you were like, oh, that was great. This guy and I really click in the bedroom and you walk away after doing whatever you guys do with each other and he sends this text had a really good time last night like see see around or whatever he says Mm -hmm. where does your mind go from that text it depends on the guy and that's the thing we need to stop 
taking care of the like making assumptions about how the other person right. is going to react and and making actions based upon what you think they're going to say. We need to be responsible for our own actions. And Mo, I totally understand what you're saying. And look, I'm not saying this guy is an asshole. What I'm saying is he ain't ever going to fuck me again. That's all I'm saying. But maybe he doesn't so, want to. And maybe he doesn't want to, and that's fine. And if that, and if he doesn't, then he did the exact right thing, which I'm saying it was upsetting to me. What I'm also saying is, is that if he, if there's a guy out there that that. What I'm trying to say is, is that I've had one night stands before where I don't hear anything the next day and then a couple weeks later I get another like, hey, so, and it's like, no, 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 like you, you. You're saying you would continue to have a casual relationship there's if, a there was, if there was a polite message sent the next Not day. Not for sure, but what I'm saying is is that after a job interview, you can send a thank you card or you could not. Right. Every time I've sent a thank you card, I've you know, gotten that job again. You know, I've at least gotten a second interview. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get a second interview because you didn't send the thank you card, but it it's the right thing to do. And I'm just saying that I think that it's the right thing to do. Okay. And, and if you don't care, if you're callous and you don't care and you're like, I boned her and that's all there was to it and I, I do not want a second act of that, then he absolutely did the right thing. But if his feeling is, you know what, I had a good time. I don't want anything more from her, but well, I really had a good time. He should have texted me. Well, I think there's something else that's going on here. It's like, and you just said you're responsible for your own emotions. Mm-hmm. But for me, if if I didn't get like the thank you thumbs up, you smell great. Like if I didn't have that, then I would I would go into an insecure place, um, and I I would just really start to doubt myself. I would hate that. Per- there, there's all these things that would happen to me to protect myself from that other individual in the future, and it would make it very awkward for me. Um, so I, I I agree with you that there should be like some sort of statement made afterwards. But I also agree with Mo because you don't want to want to give him that hope that there could be something else happening. But it's but it is, I think you're giving yourself too much credit by assuming they even want something to do with you exactly. Because a but lot of the time, the girl to. doesn't... No matter what, if, it depends what mood you're in. And you're like, oh, he texted me. Oh, he totally wants to sleep with me again. It's like, yes, there is in the totally sane space right now where we're talking, where you're like, yes, you should have texted me afterwards. But depending on what you're thinking, it can lead you down various paths. But again, that's on the woman. See, here, here's how I look at it. I look at it as if you... Um, if it, The only reason you should not text after a one-night stand or any sort of hookup, the only reason you should not, in my book, is I don't want to see that person again so badly, I don't care what they think. That's the only scenario where not sending that text is, is appropriate. Other than that, I think, a hey, I had a great time with you last night. The end. If she takes it as I want to see you again, that's on her, and you can you you manage though that what, however yeah. you want to afterwards. The text message is a neutral zone whereas if it was a phone call that would give that message cre- bingo creepy you okay. know if you called me okay yeah this is weird and or not weird and, or but not like weird but statement. there's yeah there's a potential of this possibly moving forward but when it's just a text message that goes away that assumption goes away because text messages are so vapid you know there's right. there's not much stock in text messages for the most part well, well, they're let's easy say, to come by let's say it wasn't something casual for you what would you want to hear from that guy it doesn't matter well, of course if i what i want to hear isn't isn't the, the isn't the con isn't broke? the issue like it's it, <laughs> you know if i got that if i really wanted more and i got a text saying hey I had a really good time with you last night if i was smart i would look at that and i would go he is not asking for a second date he is not asking he's not to initiating see me again. Anything. he's not initiating thing so if if i'm a 
you know, not crazy. But if I'm like not listening to signals, then I would write back like, yeah, I had a great time. We should totally do it again and then see what he says. Right. And then if he doesn't come back, I probably I mean, I've done this in the past. I'd probably be like hit him up again when I was drunk on a Friday night and be like, hey, I'm at El Carmen. Come out for drinks. You know, like I would yeah. keep trying to. You know, um, and that's how you end up involved with emotionally unavailable men because you chase them and eventually they break because they're drunk on a Friday night. And then you will wonder why, you know, he's not not giving, right, why you guys aren't dating. But for men and for women, it's important to look at what's actually in the call, in the text. The text said, I had a good time last night. That's all it's saying, which means that the guy should send it if he had a good time. Or if he wants to have, you know, keep a bridge, not burn between you. Right. Or, um, you know, and if he is too scared to say we should do it again, you know, judge her call. So what I would would write back. Yeah, I would write back, be like, yeah, I I had a great time. Um, You know, uh, I loved when you, or something. Like, you know, I I don't know exactly what it'd be because it depends on the guy. I'm wondering what this conversation would have been like before cell phones. Mm. Right. What did you do before you had the option to send something as meaningless as a, as a text, yeah. Well, because a letter obviously is really meaningful. <laughs> like, take the time to write a letter. Yeah. Go to the post office, mail it. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm the, not into you. Thanks. The window of twenty years before cell phones, texting, and uh, ca- you know, like when there was casual sex, but there wasn't cell phones, was I'm sure a very hard time for America. Yeah. I don't know. How, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I wasn't really you know around during that. Time. Real patriots. Well, okay. Yeah. So th- this brings up an interesting topic. Like the the overarching questions about how do I text and how do I correspond with a woman through text. Uh, it, it pops up on my website all the time. People email me about it. And the common question that I get from guys is after the date is done, and you're, you're dating to see if there is chemistry there, and the guy has a really good time, he think there's, thinks there's a connection between him and the girl, what does he text afterwards? Like, what does he say to that girl? How soon afterwards does he text? Are there rules that you guys adhere to towards texting? Or Mo, same with you. I want to hear your opinion. Well, if I really like a girl, I'm going to want to text her right away. Um, but you got to play it by ear. And that's like one of those things where you just don't know. And I feel like it's person to person. Some people are all about it. What guys hate, though, and I'll tell you we hate this so much, is when you text a girl and it takes her like hours to respond. Right, because right. the deal is that's everyone you. knows you saw the text immediately. Yeah. No, that's not true. That's not true I at mean, all. I mean, it's pretty true. Like, I picture some. if I send someone a text and then it takes 20 minutes maybe to get the response, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they take medium-length showers. Maybe they're in the shower. Or they're driving. Maybe they don't check or their they cell phone from they're the doing shower something like else. No, yeah, I know. Listen, but my phone is usually is, right beside me, but sometimes it's not. And sometimes I don't have time to respond back to people. They're not a top priority for me. I'm, right, but that's exactly it. They're but not that is exactly priority. it, but that's what you should know. So either a girl is saying, oh, I can't be too eager. I'm going to throw my phone behind the couch and not touch it for two hours, and then I'll text him back. Or she's saying, you're not a top priority for me. I, I mean, if you really see her update her Facebook status and she still hasn't written you back, she hates you. Yeah. She's not into you at that time. But so, so for me, I know that if I were to have a great date with a guy and like literally like what Mo just said, if you were to text right after us, be like, had a great time, definitely would love to do it again. I, I would like that if I was into the guy and I felt connection. So I would write back. But if I got an immediate response back from him right away, like right away, my attraction level would go down. And then if I took 10 minutes to write back and then he wrote back again right away or checked in with me the next morning until our next date, my attraction level would go That's down. That's interesting. I'm the opposite. Really? Uh huh. But that's I have an illness, um, <laughs> and and what I mean by that is is and, and th- this is where things get complicated with women because we all have our own things that we're, that trigger us sexually and otherwise. 
texting is a big trigger for me sexually. Um, if I feel like I have an instant um, access to a man, whether it's just communication or whether it's sexual texting or whatever, an immediate hit, so to speak, of a guy. Like if I text That's a guy like a and he fix. texts me right back, I am like, oh, sorry. I am like, <laughs> this is, I love that. And that is an added bonus for me um, in that sense. Now, now maybe that's unhealthy. I'm obviously the single person out of all of us. No, but I want, but I want to hear more about what that means. Yeah, like, like what if he sends you a picture of his dick? Um, an unsolicited picture of his dick. I, I hate dick pics. I hate it. Unless I ask. And I have asked. I'm the same way with my husband. If, if it just shows up, <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. But if we're playing around with each other and then it comes my way, I'm totally into it. Yeah, I don't ever want a dick pic unless we've been having a very intense sex text message thing, which I engage in. I love it. It's I probably can't do it anymore because it's like literally a drug for me. But um, <laughs> the only unsolicited like dick pic She's I would so want easy is if to there's please. Like, a so- blonde wig and like lipstick and eyeballs drawn on it where it would make me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, right, that's you know. what you totally would love, yeah. and I, I would like not this ever want that. Yeah. I don't want. Don't put any. Don't don't for bedazzle my. Don't bedazzle it. For me, that's way more <laughs> of a turn time. on. No, yeah. for me, that's way more of a turn on because there's that sense of humility and humor. Because for, for me personally, I find penises to be horrific looking. They're the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. They're these weird mushrooms that I don't know. They're just they're horrible. So if there's some sort of way to make it feel like oh this isn't so scary and like creepy, then like a puppet then I'd be on board. Yeah, but just you know it's not like it's not run runway ready you know like (laughs) right but i mean i love naked penises like i'm just gonna be blunt like i like like i I just want to i like don't do anything to it like i just want to just make sure it's hard which by the way is <laughs> well that's of the something battle. interesting you were talking about last night as well because you were saying that dating now is, is becoming more difficult for you because of the man men it's ed central you- yeah we're, we're we're in the ed central <laughs> zone right now um but yeah i mean i the erectile dysfunction yeah i i 90 percent of the men i meet have some form of erectile dysfunction and i i have to assume that that's me I, I, I have to assume that it's me. There's no other way around it. Um, I don't know what I'm doing or not doing. What's the age range? Yeah. Are, um, you, are you playing with their balls or no? Sure. Well, there's condoms involved. So that's what we sort of... But but even before the condoms, like... Really? You know what I mean? Like, it used to be when I was younger, prior to, like, 25, if I was with a guy, no matter what age he was, it was like we were kissing and he was hard. And then for some reason, around the age of 27, so, like, three years ago, am I right, ladies? <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, started to get this, like, swarm of men who you know, had dick problems, and I uh, <laughs> I attribute Jeez. it to porn addiction. What? <laughs> are, are these guys like 80? No, no, they're they're 20s and 30s. And we were talking, it, early it 40s. could be aspartame. <laughs> no, gluten. She was saying no, it's porn, gluten. and I said it's gluten. <laughs> Last night. I'm like, it's gluten, they have to stop eating wheat. I think Seriously. it's porn. I think it, it could porn. be. It could be porn, but you also have to like think about who who it is that you're dating. Or it's my maybe. Adam's apple. I it don't could know be. what it, it is. It could be. <laughs> I find it very sexy, so I don't understand what their problem is. Yeah. 
but He's sexy. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's an intimidate. I know with the first guy that we really had a problem. We actually dated for a long time and he had a problem. But that was definitely an intimidation factor. He had never been with a girl who was sexually liberal and it really kind of freaked him out. Yeah. Um, and we never really fully got over the hump. We had a great sex life. We just didn't really have intercourse, which I know sounds weird. Well, but you, 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 you got to look at men, right? We're, we're the hunter gatherers, right? There's a primal thing that goes down in the bedroom. That's like when all bets are off, right? So with the man, you want, they want to be able to take control and take the reins and really feel like they're dominating. Some men. So with, not the men I'm with. Well, you know, the men you're with like to introduce you to their mom and do all kinds of right. shit. Like <laughs> no, I mean, I, I find I'm with very passive men I, that are not. I mean, occasionally I'll be with a guy that wants to. But most of the time they just want to lay back and let me do take whatever. Take a lead. That's, yeah. Okay. Th- th- this is an interesting conversation that I, I, I definitely want to delve into because I was I was doing a podcast the other night and we were talking about modern masculinity and what it really means for men. And because women have been so empowered the past you know, decade to the past three decades. Um, and people have worked so hard to empower women, we've kind of forgotten about men. So men are kind of confused as to what their place is either in the bedroom or dating. And that, I, I want to tell you a story about when I was in Vegas last week because it's the exact topic that I want to bring up. So Okay, awesome. Well, I'll bring it up. We're going to uh, have to take a break, but when we come back, we will definitely talk about your uh, story that didn't stay in Vegas, Exactly. I guess. I'm bringing and, um, home. We'll answer some listener questions, some emails, yeah. and and then we'll maybe talk a little bit about my uh, OK Cupid life. Oh, I like it. All right, we will be back. You are listening to Ask Women. People listening to this message, go to podcastone.com for the best podcasts out there, like mine. Tom Green Radio, and a huge cache of other great comedy podcast shows and stuff. That's podcastone.com, podcastone.com, with Tom Green Radio being right at the top of the list. And check it out. That's podcastone.com. That's O-N-E.com. Not the number one, the word one. Podcastone.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Oh my God, I love that. Uh, welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. Real advice straight from the source, women. Uh, before we get started, I just want to tell everyone that um, I buy stuff on Amazon all the time. Me too. So if you want to buy stuff on Amazon and you like us, I would like to suggest that you support our show by going to Podcast One and clicking on the Ask Women Podcast logo and then start using the Amazon link that's on our page. Because what happens is is that you get to the same place, Amazon, you can buy whatever you want, but they give us like a little kickback and it helps support the show and then that keeps us on the air and everything is the same. No, it's, Nothing's more expensive for you. The podcast is still free, but it helps us kind of, you know, buy Keep our... Keep it going. Yeah. Buy our condoms. And you can exactly. save, <laughs> save the link so it's easy easier for you so there's no work involved yes you can you can save the link to uh, the URL to your page and then every time you go and buy something on Amazon it will uh, it help will us li- out it will help us out so please do that thank you for supporting us uh, and now the business is out of the way let's get back to the meat <laughs> 
I like it. Okay, so I wanted to tell you about what happened to me last week while I was in Vegas. Um, so I was there for a mastermind of other dating and relationship experts, which was a, it was a fantastic time. Great knowledge was shared um, that I'll definitely share on this podcast. Um, but I was sitting at breakfast in the morning, and there was other experts there. We were just bantering with each other. And for some reason, we started talking about me and my husband and whether we're going to have children, because that's obviously the next question that gets asked after you get married is when are you having children? And I said, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not thinking about that right now. And this one other expert looked at me, and I wish you could see it right now, but like his eyebrow went up one way and he gave me this intense stare. And I was like, what? What's, what? Why? What? And he's like, hold on a second. He got up, went to go fill his plate from the buffet, like to make it more dramatic for me, which I was freaking out. I'm like, what did I say? Did I insult you? So he came back from getting his bacon or something, and he's like, do you really want me to tell you what's going on here? Why you don't want to have kids? I'm like, absolutely. Of course I want to hear the magical secret as to why I don't want children. And he's like, well, the thing is, is that your husband may not be being the man you need him to be. And because of that, you can't see having children, which is your natural right as a woman because you're taking on so many more responsibilities. You're working, you run your own business. So you're still in that masculine state or at least sharing that masculine space with him. And like at first I was like, I want to slap you. I started defending my husband. And then I I couldn't stop thinking about that statement because I I think that it, it is, it's not, not true completely, but there is something there that he may not be stepping up in certain areas as a masculine man to meet my new level of femininity. Yeah, no, I, I actually really, um, I mean, nobody's ever wanted to have kids with me <laughs> or marry me or even engage me, but, but I do understand um, the men that I've dated that I have seen a future with. And whenever I think future, I always think marriage kids, cause that's something I don't want at all. Um, how do I explain this? It, that's not me at all. So sometimes there's been men I've dated that I'm like, oh, this guy makes me want to not be me. This is interesting. <laughs> and those are the kind of men that do stuff, this is going to sound crazy, do stuff like like fire up the barbecue. Oh, you know what I mean? Sex. It is. It's super sexy. Knows well, how to everything like, you're going to say is going to be old school stuff oh, right. that guys Mo, used to do. Mo was just saying, I said, what did you do like last night? And he said, well, you know, I hung up some th- things on the wall. And I was like, that is freaking sexy. Like that, that's a masculine thing to do to like hammer, get tools, put something on a wall that was on the floor for about five weeks and, and make it look good on the wall. But it's not just masculine. It's also a, it's what it is, is it's an action towards a partnership. So mm-hmm. I don't mind if a guy doesn't want to put together shelves that's totally cool if you want me i'll i love ikea i will put together shelves if you want to be the one to go get the groceries that to me that has the same effect absolutely it's really just about are you do you have my back and i don't just mean like are you helping me pay are we splitting the bills 50 50 or whatever you know it, it it's we're not roommates we're not you know there needs to be like they're taking care of each other that's really interesting areas i can't fulfill and there needs to have that feeling of like i'll go and i actually i think i sent you an an email with the stuff in but like yeah like if you if i need tampons like you'll go and get me tampons and and it won't be a big freaking deal like that doesn't to me that's a, a real man takes charge of whatever needs to get done I like that. That's a great definition because I actually sent out emails to all of you ladies and said, define a real man. What What is a real man? So I love that definition, but I would love to hear what Kristen has oh, to say Oh, God. About I this. didn't respond to that. I know. Because <laughs> I feel like I scared you off with that question. Well, it's, it's like I want, I like real men and I <laughs> lean toward them, but 
the question kind of makes me, I don't know, not uncomfortable, but I, I don't really know. And I think that's why I feel uncomfortable because defining on these times. But, but where, where are areas maybe in your past relationships where you were like thinking, I'm not attracted to you right now. I wish you would have done this. I mean, it's just what Danielle said to show that there's, you know, a 50 50 kind of thing happening where. I think or sometimes 80-20, depending. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is it doesn't always have to be I want 50, it to be 80-20, 20% me, 80% them. So I'm going to give, you, that, you know? give you a couple of words, and you tell me which is, which is more masculine and attractive and which is less attractive. Um, aggressive versus assertive. 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 Why? Aggressive has a, um, I don't value you as a woman, you're a lesser being. Like, to me, I automatically go Persian. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Persian, no I am a Persian. Are you Persian? No, I'm not. I'm Lebanese. Oh, okay. Close, Close enough. enough. Um, hey, big <laughs> difference. Hey, yo. Um, yeah, I immediately think, you know, like a man who, you know. Aggress- aggressive just sounds abusive. There's, yes. It's almost right. that's the way it would but assertive is, you know, the valet's take charge, you know, overcharging me for my car and my husband goes like, no, 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 no. It says 550. That's right. the difference. Well, that's something actually in my current relationship that um, when, you know, if we go out to eat and say, you know, he ordered a sandwich with no mayo, but it came with mayo. I mean, he's a great guy and I know he's going to be listening to this and be like, why'd you say that about me? But uh, <laughs> he eats it like anyway. He, no, he will. He'll be too afraid to tell them. I asked for no mayo, so I have to be the one to be assertive and take oh, charge. Me too. I'll be the one to say, you know, we'd like the check because he's got a little bit of this social anxiety. So I have to take the reins on that, but he'll take the reins in other ways too. So it doesn't necessarily mean that I find that less manly. It's just he will do be he a man in different out. ways. Yeah, and, and that's the key if it's balanced out because if the no mayo thing is indicative, and you, from my experience, it has been indicative of a whole other problem. Yeah, uh, that's when I have an issue with it. You know, it's not a red flag on its own. You know, I have no problem sending the meal back. I think women are are, are easier with you know yeah, we're yeah, we're, yeah. Be, we're sort of in areas. Better it's easier for me guys. to complain than it is for him. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes a guy doesn't want to complain. It's like okay, mayo on the sandwich. What I'm have to sit now and wait for them to make me another damn right, sandwich. The I'm just eat the damn mayo. But the argument is, is that he did ask for no mayo. So it's no, like, at no, what I, point? I, actually, no, but you're like, not no, but the thing is, mayo. is that that's good that you're saying. You're like, oh, he's easy going. Ah, screw it, whatever. I have mayo on my sandwich. No, no, no. no, no. But he won't eat the sandwich. That's, what oh, would, okay. that's the difference. Well, I don't know. Instead of there. making a fuss, yeah, there's something else there. going on there. He would rather sit there and say, well, I guess I'm not having my sandwich. So oh. what, what What would you want Red him to do flag. in that situation? I'd love him to go. Um, excuse me. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have a rude bone in his body. He's not going to be like, oh, excuse me, a-hole, your tip just went down and you, you know, messed up my sandwich. You just go, oh, actually, you know, I asked for no mayo. And they'd say, okay. And it's not, it has nothing to do with taking a leap to change who you are. It's just a simple action mm-hmm. that doesn't seem too difficult if you, you know. But the thing, yeah, because I have an issue with, oh, I have problems with confrontation, okay? But I know that that's a problem that I have a problem with confrontation. So I'm constantly, whenever I'm faced with having to have a confrontation, which is constantly, thank you, um, (laughs) I have to breathe through it, take the necessary steps. Like I am trying to improve on being assertive and, and, and taking on confrontation. And confrontation, it doesn't mean a fight. Confrontation means, hey, I'm sorry, I asked for no mail. That's a confrontation. And even though I don't wanna I don't want to cause a problem for the waitress, you know, but at the same time, I know that if I don't tell this woman, hey, I asked for no mail, then I'm not going to ask for a raise at work. 
You know what I mean? Right. They're connected. So if it's just the mayor, if he just has an issue with waitresses, that's fine. But if he has an issue with confrontation overall, that's something he needs to work well, on. Well, what's interesting so is that at work, he's... Uh, you know, he's an alpha male and w- at work around people that he feels comfortable being assertive with. But I think it's not a woman thing. He wouldn't ask well, a male server for well, the, okay, the male. All three of us are are pretty strong women. So yeah. maybe it's a commonality with, with the men that we are with. Like, as we were talking about during the break, um, stronger women tend to either intimidate their partners or potential mates for them. Um, so that it, it, it's hard because the guy's like, oh, where do I put myself in the equation? Does she want me to be masculine or does she want me to just just like be easygoing and like a fun partner. Yeah, well, I, oh, I'm sorry, Mo, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is that this is just like society as a whole, right? You got to look at the heroes of say like 50, 60 years ago. John Wayne was a hero. That's a tough Love man, him. right? Mm-hmm. Tough, yes. strong, rugged man. Today, Justin Timberlake's a hero. So it's like we have this new society where women are want to be equal. And now because of it, men are almost lesser to, they're not men anymore. They're afraid to, to speak up, be strong, say something that might offend a woman. Who cares, you know? No, you know what? I, and, and I agree with you. Um, however, I, agree with you. I, I agree with you. But the thing is, is that um, the women wanting equality thing, that, that's what we're really, uh, that's the real problem that we're up against. Because, I don't want well, equality, we want for the equality in the workspace. I want to still be slammed up a wall in the bedroom. Like, exactly. I want my man to be a man. When I feel like my most feminine self, that is when I am turned on, I'm attracted, I feel dainty and little. I don't feel like I have to take care of shit. Yeah. Th- so We want equality in the workplace and in society. We want to make the same wages as you and we want to vote. That's pretty much where it ends. And unfortunately, <laughs> That's all we want. Yeah. it's it's bled into all this thing. I mean, I cannot tell you my number one pet peeve in dating, and it, uh, like erectile dysfunction, it happens all the time. Is a guy makes a date with me, mm-hmm. and then the date, the day, the day of the date, he sends me a text going, or even sometimes he picks me up, and he's like, "So where do you want to go?" Oh, exactly. And Talk I think, more about that and, and, and why. And and the thing is, is that I think it's interpreted. It's now interpreted to me as like, screw you, you're lazy. But I really think it's coming from, I am so, I want to give her, like, I don't want to do anything that's going to disappoint her, anything that she, it's an insecurity. They want, I'm nervous to screw up and make the wrong decision. And that's got to stop. Okay, yeah. so what would be the right way? Because for me, I tell guys, there's two options. Either you say, I'm picking you up at this time, we're going to this restaurant, do you have an issue with this kind of food? If you do, let me know. Or you say, I have three options for you. We can go here, we can go here, we can go here. So that you're you're leading the conversation, you're not dominating it, but you're not being a complete wuss saying, what do you want to do? You be in charge. Because I know that's a it's a huge turnoff for women. That's what you said in eighth grade when you all got together and your <laughs> friends are like, so what do we do now? It's it's But even so in eighth very grade, immature. you still value the person who said we're doing this. Exactly. And you know what? I actually, I hear what you're saying about the three options, but I'm not seeing three option guy again. I'm not. Because I've been through so many, so what do you want to do's that I don't want to be given any options. Like if you want to know if I have a food allergy, here, you know, here's the thing. I, if you want to know if I have a food allergy, just ask me. Do you have any food allergies before I make yeah. a reservation? No, I don't. Okay, great. You know, um, other than that, make a plan. Even even if it's just one leg of the night, mm-hmm. you know, like you, it, like if you don't like. Sometimes I do think it might be a little bit like if it's your first date, you don't know if they're going to want to spend the entire evening with you. So if you just want to make a dinner reservation, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you guys want to continue the conversation after that, then you can decide together, okay, we'll go to this bar, we'll go to this bar. But one leg of the date, if you ask me on a date, 
one leg of the date, the first leg, needs to be decided on. What about if you ask a guy on a date? Do you have to decide? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think if, if the, whoever asks the person out, because you're asking them out, I would like, and that person also is um, assumed in my book to pay. So if, if I ask a guy on a date, it's assumed, in my opinion, that I'm going to pay. Now, if he offers to pay, I might, I'm probably going to be cool with it. Right. But I am, it should be assumed I've asked you to go out with me, so I'm covering this. Right. It's like if you call someone on the phone and you're like, hey, and then you give the other person the the, the opportunity to have to come up with a conversation. It's right. like, no, no, no. You just called me. Why am I responsible now for this conversation? So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Well, that happens to a lot of guys who approach women. They're like, okay, I have the first sentence down, and then now it's on you to create the rest of the conversation. Not that men should have like a full plan of attack of what they want to say, they but they script. better have something else to contribute to the conversation if they want to go and approach somebody, meaning, meaning that they have an intention behind why they're approaching or what they want out of the conversation. And by the way, I'm sure you tell people this, but the best way to do that is to ask a girl a question that doesn't have a yes or no answer. Absolutely. So that opens up a conversation. Um, Absolutely. But that's I want to go back to the dating thing and pain because that was actually one of the questions that was on my list today to uh-huh. ask about. So let's say that you were on a date with a guy who did ask you out and you go for drinks and the bill is $45 and he's like, you want to go Dutch? Oh, what my does God. that mean to you? First of all, he would Dutch never, oven? no it's one like- would ever say, <laughs> do you want to go Dutch? He would just go, um, all right, well, or he'd either or like, put oh, down 30 oh, or you want to just go halvesies or what? Yeah. Never again will I go out with that yeah. guy. Why? Um, because, uh, that's just not romantic to me. I, I don't, really? I, I, it's a total turn off. I have a financial issue. You know, I've dated so many men that are under earners that, uh, it, it's, I, I can't, I mean, even my under earner guys paid for the first couple of days. I agree yeah. with you completely yeah. on what you're saying. So I, I want to know like, it like what it says guys, about the guy. It means he's not into you. It's like, Hey, I'm probably not going to go on a second date. Let no. me just cut my losses and try and get this as cheap as possible. Okay, so I thought that too, but there's so many other male dating experts out there who say, go halvesies on the first date. Yeah, and, and in fact, actually... Mm-hmm. It's like their advice, and they are well, very successful dating experts who say but, this. But they're the same pulling ones. the balls from, like, out under a man right there. But they, Like, a guy I should so step too. up and be like, look, I'm going to pay for the first date, I'm going to pay for the second date, third date, and then once you start really hurting my book, then maybe we could talk about you splitting it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, like, my friend was just dating a guy, and he was, you know, they, they worked together, so she had the privilege of kind of knowing who he was before they went out, and he's very pragmatic, he's very money oriented he's almost like a Suze Orman type of guy and from the first date that they went out it wasn't even like hey we're gonna go it was just like he was just like um you want to go you know like you want to just split down the middle or like whatever and but it's just too bad to make uh the beginning of a relationship like a business because that's what happens once you get married that's when the whole business aspect comes in you combine bank accounts whatever you know but what right at that beginning phase it's so sterile and cold feeling if there's a guy who says like the more important issue right now is not me looking into your eyes. It's me deciding how much money I want to spend on you. It's well, it's, it's disappointing so and romantic. I'm not sure I'm fully understanding that. Well, these guys, these dating experts who are saying this are the same experts that are saying there's issues for men not knowing their role. And this right. is the exact reason why. Because some of the advice they're giving them is making them demand a little bit okay but hold on there's the tom likas element of it too which if you don't listen if you're not from la you don't listen to tom likas tom likas was like a male like he had a radio show for a long time he was very male oriented like like a male cheerleader um Mm -hmm. but like 
but in a negative way, very negative, which would put down women and objectify them. But something that he always coached guys on, which I'm not totally against, is that like you don't just because you like you need to play it by ear is basically what I'm saying. Like if you're, um, you shouldn't automatically take or or throw money at women just because you at they. You know, you asked them out and they said yes. Like, there should be a line. It's like if you go out for dinner and it's, I don't know how to explain this. It's like, um, it just needs to be sort of felt out. I, I, you don't want to get taken advantage of. Absolutely. Um, so there should be sort of a boundary for you on how many but dates you're going to cover. I don't think any woman is going to go out. I mean, not women that I know wouldn't really go out to take advantage of a guy to get free drinks. It's like, Absolutely they would. Absolutely, I they would. I know so I many. I used to play a, a, a game in oh, college where it was like called that. "Don't bring your money and see how drunk you get by the end of the night." That that like yep. so he, absolutely because back in like the 1940s or whenever when the Black Dahlia was was murdered, she was part of a scene that women would date for dinner because mm-hmm. they were hungry. Honey, that is still going on a hundred percent, especially yeah. in Los Angeles. I'm just never, never, okay. I'm just never hungry enough to like. <laughs> To like, like want to spend an hour with yeah, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to be hungry, I'd rather be hungry by myself. But you're very like, like you're and I, look. I, I don't think anyone here is somebody that I've never used a guy for a meal. I have used a guy for a drink. I've okay. never used a guy for a meal. Um, the thing but, is, though, because you don't need a drink. You know, I mean, I know like if if there's an issue where you're addicted to alcohol, but it's like and you're I not, am so right exactly. <laughs> but there's no. Uh, <laughs> Life or death kind of situation. When you're hungry for food, that's one thing. But for a drink, that's more of a social thing. It just seems like you're out to be social, but you don't really need to be social to survive necessarily that right. moment. But this is like going down a different path of survival versus like yeah. going out for a fun time. Okay, so I want to take it back for one second. To go to a guy saying, let's split it, or not paying for the date and allowing you to pay – would that be a deal breaker? I'm, for me, it's a deal breaker. I think it's all about what mess. What are you putting forth? If you're the kind of guy that if the girl eventually is into you, you are more than happy to take care of her and pay for stuff, then I think it's a bad move to um, suggest halvesies on the first date. If you're the kind of guy that's going to expect halvesies the whole relationship, then you better go halvesies be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but, but what if you're really clicking in every other way? Would that be a deal breaker for me? For absolutely. For really? me, yeah. There's no way. And, and these guys have to take into account who they're going out with. If they're going out with a woman who has her shit together, she has a job, she has a life, she's not going to be using you, so you don't have to be so paranoid about the being taken advantage right. of part. Well, so how do you know when you are with a gold digger then? How do you know when somebody is taking the advantage of The height of her you? heels. <laughs> <laughs> and how high her hair is. Mm-hmm. How, how, no, but how do you really know? Like, at what point is a woman supposed to offer? Because I know that the, lots of people are brought up with different belief systems, right? And they're brought up a certain way. I, I know a lot of women from the South who are like, no, you're never supposed to pay for any meal with any man you go with. That's just not how it is. Well, That's their belief system. I think system. it's being fair to, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for a long time now, and I have not had money for a very long time. So he's he knows that if we're going to go out to a nice meal, he's paying, and he's going to pay for the movie, and maybe I'll get the movie candy. Because it's not like he's treating me like the baby of like, oh, what can you handle, little Chrissy? I mean, although I like that. Uh, <laughs> You know, now I have a job that pays me full time and I can provide. So we go to the movies once a week, pretty much. I mean, we're we're big fans of the movies. Yeah. And when we go now, it's like every other time I get the movie because now there's this kind of 
we can balance because now yeah. I'm in line with what he's doing as well you know but he didn't hold me to that standard before because he knew it was too difficult for me but i think that that's a good rule you have to assess each person as an individual because like for for first dates you don't have to go for an elaborate dinner you could literally just from uh what is that 40 days and 40 nights that movie where he just took her on the bus it was like 225 that was their date they like went around the city and had a blast with each other that's never gonna work with me if anybody wants (laughs) that is so my date honestly like i would love that if some guys like let's go on the bus because some guys (laughs) i do not want that i'd be like do you have a DUI that I don't know about. Not not all guys are wealthy and can afford to be taking women out to nice dinners. You know, some guys are, you know, they're in a rut or they don't have a or job yet or they live with mom and dad. Who knows what their deal is, right? Um, so what, they're not allowed to date no, women they or they shouldn't date women? Like, what can they do you know, to our listeners find, that, that can't afford a nice dinner mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. You find a nice girl that's understanding and is not going to judge you for your financial situation, and you go do something really fun that the two of you can be light on your feet. I, like, picture Elf and uh, Zoe Deschanel when, like, you know, it's this, like, wacky, weird date, but they had a wonderful time, and you're going to have to find the right person to have that experience with when you can't. If you're, you're picking the wrong person if that person needs an expensive dinner. Yeah, here's the thing. It's not complicated. Just be you. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Everyone just gets so stressed out about, like, I want to take her here because I want to show this. It's like, look, if your bank account is, um, you negative. know. Negative. Look, if your bank account's <laughs> negative, I, I'm not, I don't think you should be dating. I'm sorry. Really? And it goes oh. back into the, you really I'm sorry. Believe that? Yes, I, I if do. If your bank account is negative and you're sitting on your ass at home playing video games and have no plans for the future, maybe that's true because nobody's going to want you. But if your bank account is negative because you're working your ass off on this business that you're building or you're spending time because of the recession at your parents' home and you're saving up money so you can buy there is so many circumstances that you would be very open no in. absolutely but what i'm saying is is that it, it, it all comes down to and this is something we were kind of talking about off air about the erectile dysfunction stuff which <laughs> is that when a man doesn't feel like he is filling his gender role as a man which is as a as a provider and a mm-hmm. protector then it's going to affect other things in his life absolutely and but so, we also talked about taking care of your own emotions so if a man can take care of his emotions and he doesn't allow that to beat him down then exactly. Totally should date. But if a guy, okay, if a guy can feel like a hundred percent of a man not working and not having any money, then more power to him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, and and I'll go out with you once, and once I, you know, but but what I'm trying to say is, is that like you should take somebody out and show them who you are by that date. So that means that if, if your uh, if your bank account is is only budgeted for Sizzler, then you say like, hey, you know what, we're gonna keep it really casual for our first date that we just like really have fun fun, let's just go grab Sizzler. You know, and, and don't if she's the kind of girl that's gonna be like, oh my God, he took me to Sizzler, she's not the right girl. Oh for yeah, you. you're a mismatch. Right. For you're sure. a mismatch. You're so total just mismatch. be yourself. If you are the kind of guy that can afford to take me to Katsuya, then take me to Katsuya. And I'm not necessarily going to expect Katsuya every time, but if you want to make a good impression, and that's a, by the way, expensive, awesome sushi place in L.A., but if you want to make a good impression and show me, like, I can afford Katsuya, take me there. If you can't, don't. But I agree, and it's, it is also showing that person your world. I tell guys that when they approach, when they go on dates, whatever they're doing, you're saying to a woman, come into my world. I'm going to show you what it is. If you like it, stick around. If not, there's other options out there available to me. So I com- I completely agree with and, what you're and saying. And you know, for, for my broke guys out there that are intimidated by girls like Danielle over here, you know, don't be. Because, look, 
a different girl is going to have a different way of thinking. She's going to be different. There are a million different girls out mm-hmm. there, a million different souls out there that get along with who you are as a person. So just, you know, move on to the next one, and then the next one will hopefully be a bit nicer. Yeah. And no, it, it's not a bit nicer. Look, I, every guy I've dated has been broke. What I'm saying is, is that because of that, and because every single one of those experiences has been nothing short of a nightmare, because they don't feel like men, because they, they are under earners, because being an under earner is indicative of so many other bad qualities that come into the relationship, I am not willing to remake that mistake. It is not a blanket yeah. statement. I'm not a gold digger by any means. This is a, from, and we all have our own experiences. Like, look, you know, I won't date another Gemini either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying Geminis are bad. I had a horrible experience with one. It's out for me. You know, that's just my thing. I'm not saying that as a general rule, but, you know, I do think that you're saying it as a general rule for you for me and that's okay. Never break. Well, Gemini's, that's sort of a joke. I would break on that, (laughs) but I would not break on if a, if a guy said we're going to Sizzler because, you know, the pocketbook's tight right now. I mean, that says something about the guy because, I mean, now we're getting really specific, but if he said Sizzler and that's a cheaper restaurant, I could think of a lot of cool, interesting, new hole-in-the-wall joints that are younger and more current that could cost the same as Sizzler. Yeah, or... You know, so he puts th- some thought into it. Yeah, yeah or, it or maybe dinner it. isn't in the budget for you. Maybe we're just going for drinks. Or maybe we're just going for coffee. Coffee's cheaper than all those things. I mean, my first date with this guy I was talking about earlier in the podcast was at Sizzler. I mean, uh, was at... Uh, <laughs> was at Swingers. Now, that wasn't... It wasn't a Which date... Pizza. What? That's pizza, right? No, uh, Swingers diner. is a diner. Oh, right, But right. it was it was very casual. It was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, we were going to talk on the phone, and I was like, hey, do you want to grab Swingers instead? And he was like, cool. It was totally casual, and I was totally fine with that. He didn't. He ended up picking up the bill. If he didn't, I would have been fine with it, because I sort of suggested it. And it wasn't like one of these, like, hey, would you like to go on a date with me? You know, so it, it is situation by situation. Yeah, things aren't black and white. Things usually in the real world happen organic. Where mm-hmm. you're not going to really set up this, you know, picture perfect date. You're going to call someone on the phone and say, "Hey, I'm in your neighborhood, and you know, I wanted to maybe get together with you. Do you want to grab coffee?" It happens more like that, I think, these days. Sometimes, but in the in the very stark, because I think Marnie, you seem to deal with a lot of men who have a hard time, mm-hmm. you know, with the organic situations, mm-hmm. and so Absolutely. I'd like this you know, podcast to speak to them as well, you know, to speak to them, and and so if you are dealing with the stark, like. I just approached a woman. I, 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 what do you call it again? Osha? Osa. Osa. I osa'd. And now <laughs> I've asked her on, on a date and we're going on a date, which is the very textbook situation. You know, what are the rules? And mm-hmm. I think that's sort of what this is, okay. this sort of thing is about. Uh, absolutely. Know? Because, okay, listen, I believe that in the very beginning to understand how things work, you need to learn through a system. And then you say, fuck the system. You throw it out. You, you create your own method. So in the very beginning, because it is so intense intimidating to think big picture, like I'm going to do all these things, go on a date, I'm going to pay for her, I'm not going to pay for her, I'm going to sleep with her, I'm gonna, all, all these things that can mess around with your head. Um, I would love to give a step-by-step rule book for guys. So when it comes to paying for a first date, the rule is what? Pay. Uh, pay. Pay. Pay, absolutely. Pay okay. So when it comes to selecting a first date, the rule is select. what? Man up and Select. In okay. terms of choose where you're going, yeah, yeah. Yes. be in charge and be a leader. At least let, let the girl enjoy the fantasy of the first date and the Absolutely. adventure and the mystery, right? Because it is a total lie in fantasy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. After that, it's all downhill. Okay, so but, so in terms of where you go for your first date, what is the rule? 
Uh, I, you mean in terms of what's appropriate? What's appropriate? Like what? What is going to say for you? What's going to say this turns me off instead of what turns it, me? It on? shouldn't matter what turn. I think the rule is going back to what we we're saying, which is show me your world. Mm-hmm. So if you like to go to, if you love burgers, but ask me about mine too. In that when we're there, right. when we're there. But if you love burgers. Make sure I'm not a vegan, and then take me to your favorite burger joint. I totally if you, agree. If Don't we had me a, if I'm a vegan. If we had a, a conversation about loving wild cats, take me to the zoo. You know, like just it's it. Show me. Don't be afraid to think outside yeah. the box. Yeah. But also, I want to say on a first date, especially, please only plan the first leg of the date because I don't want to feel like I'm being held hostage on a date I don't want to be on. If we've had dinner and it's not working out, I don't want to know that there's a movie and a dessert afterwards. Right, because then you're like, oh God, I'm locked in forever. And yes. it just, yeah. I've Actually, had that. I, I do have one good tip that I got from my friend Zach back in Toronto, because he was always so fantastic with his dates. So I was like, what is your routine? Or do you have a routine? And he said, I have three spots that I go to for my dates. Yep. Those spots, it depends on who the girl is, how I feel about her, and what time of the year it is. But I go to these places because I know what kind of food's going to be there. The people there know me, so it looks like I'm higher value because I'm talking to everybody. And more importantly, I feel comfortable in that space. So I think that's a really good tip for guys is... Be, select somewhere that you are comfortable. Don't go somewhere that you don't know and you're going to be on edge if you think if you know that you're a nervous person. Be prepared or as prepared as you possibly can be. And, and I think that's a good point because that's going to attract more women to you too because the more women you bring into a restaurant, all of a sudden oh, the yeah. girls that go there are like, who's this guy with all these women? What does he have going on? Get me some of that. Mm-hmm. See, that would push you know, me yeah. way oh, far me away. I'd be like, this Come guy is on. cheesy. Come yeah. Are you, yeah, and this, again, no. this is a lie. This, gets, this goes back to the conversation we we're having last week about men posting pictures with them with other women on their dating profile. I think it's the same thought process of like, hey, look, I have value because these women are validating me in the picture. Nope. Okay, I'm going to give you two scenarios. Okay, so there's a guy that walks in and you see him walk in with a new girl. Every couple of months, for example, and he's you can see from a distance he's super cheesy and he's like wearing a tight show, like things that are cheesy that are over the top player moves. Okay, that guy, I agree, you'd be like, "Eh, I'm not into him. But let's say you saw this confident guy walk into the room who happens to look like him and his date are having a blast with each other. They're having so much fun. Comes back two months later with with another girl that you happen to recognize that he does come in with another girl in the same place. You're telling me that you you would be like. Like putting girl, your hands up against the girl's not a factor. That the, the girl is absolutely not a factor in that. I, I would just think this I'm saying guy, the way that he's behaving. I, I, I'm like I'm trying to understand if you're envisioning this like super cheesy guy no, who's I, like Mr. Date Man who comes in every week with a new girl versus a guy who just dates. I don't want to see a guy that I'm interested in with another girl ever. The end. I don't. So it's I, like seeing. It's like seeing. Um, something that you know is going to fall through happening and you're kind of looking at that girl like oh, sorry for you because this is going nowhere because I've seen him with the other girls. You're just watching this kind of like death happen or something. So you've never been attracted to a guy that you've seen with another no, girl? No, it's not that. No, I, it's- I'm willing to overlook 
having seen their past, but, but what, it is but not is their past. Th- That's the thing. I want to know what you think their past is because they've been to a restaurant. No, it's not that they've been to a restaurant. I'm just saying that seeing a man with another woman is not going to add value. To me, To me, oh. seeing a man coming back into the same... Is that a dog growling? It was, it was, my, was, it was my man growl because, well, look, <laughs> a hot woman gives a man status. Okay, look. Not this speaking, woman. Speaking from experience, no. every time I've had a girl and a beautiful girl with me at a bar or a restaurant women are attracted to that i feel like i could walk home with three or four that night easy although but then when you see a man who's by himself and he's kind of looking for a girl and he's on that hunt all of a sudden women are just scattering like crazy i think that depends on the woman i don't like that kind of a challenge i don't like feeling intimidated by another woman i don't want to have to deal with yeah, wondering like if, if i'm as hot as she is i don't want it but, but it's part of the competition it's part of a wanting what you can't have and everyone wants what they can't have no to me I, to me it comes across as a little bit of a desperation thing like watching a millionaire matchmaker when they get these two quote unquote bachelors into this room and then these women all come around them it's this weird feeding frenzy and it's so animalistic and and sad looking to me that that's the last thing I want to be part of I don't want to I didn't like to compete in high school and track I don't want to compete with like <laughs> other women for a guy that I'm truly interested in it's, I won't I mean it's, it's just too anxiety off. provoking yeah like, and I don't even off. like knowing that a guy had relationships before me like that's something that I have to sort of deal with and understand and, and I as long as I don't see them or see people pictures where I'm fine but you know but I certainly do not want to ha- see him with another woman if I do it's something they'll have to overlook not something that adds value that's all I'm saying interesting no this isn't it. I, I, I want to find a way to prove whether or not this is true for you um, and I know that you guys totally believe that and I have talked to many women who believe that as well but then asking other questions discovered that they didn't um, but that is all the time that we have for today we are chatterboxes and I love it I could talk to you guys for hours um we didn't even get to any uh, listener I know. emails. I know. Well, one of them was, should a man pay for a date? So we did oh, get to okay. one. So okay, I feel great. like we accomplished something. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. So guys, uh, follow us. It's the most important part, uh, aside from the Amazon banner thing. Go to Twitter and follow us at, at Ask Women Podcast as well on Facebook. It's the same uh, same link there. And then um, if you have any personal questions you don't really want to put on Twitter right now, we're going to change the email address soon. But email us at askwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Thank and you. you- Oh, go ahead. Oh, you can download the podcast at podcastone.com. O-N-E. That's where you can download the podcast that we record every single week, and they will be out every Tuesday. Tuesday. Thanks, you guys, for listening, and listen next week, please. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.